This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Stunned, shocked, dismayed, disheveled, disgruntled. I'm running out of dis words. Dissed. Man, oh man. Ticats lose a heartbreaker tonight. I said last week's game, the victory over the BC Lions was the most exciting game of the season. Well, that was one-upped, maybe even two or three-upped tonight with the overtime thriller at Tim Hortons Field. Don't like the final result, but I think fans got their money's worth. Whenever a game goes into overtime, and the way it did go into overtime, uh, there's no question the entertainment value is ramped up. But the wrong team won tonight. Ticats with another loss in the loss column, and it is a big one. I mean, this one really hurts. You know, this was a team that started 0-8 and and had won three of its last four. There was some momentum, big-time momentum, after that win against the Lions last week. And leading the Argonauts 35-21 in the fourth quarter. It should have been lockdown time. The defense had been playing well, but gave up some big plays. But that's still not the story of this football game. Officiating. What was going on? What was in the air? What was in the water? What was the officials' pregame meal? Do not let them ingest anything ever again that was ingested by those officials tonight. Because that was bad. Now, I'm not going to say that the officials cost the Ticats the game. I will never go to that level. But they did not help at all tonight. We're going to throw open the phone lines. I'm sure there are some irate fans out there, and they will point to the guys in pinstripes. And that's okay. Go right ahead. You can do it. But after a 43-35 overtime loss, this team is now 3-10. and Still the game in hand against Toronto. But that was a big win for T.O. They're back to 500. They won the Ballard Cup, winning the season series against Hamilton. Firmly entrenched in first place after Ottawa's dismal fourth quarter collapse last night. That was a big loss in more ways than one. We're going to get your votes for player of the game. We will name a fifth quarter fan of the night. And let's throw open the phone lines at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Toss me a tweet on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Thoughts on the game? Let's open the floodgates on the officials, because I know that's going to be a hot topic tonight. want to give a shout-out, three shout-outs tonight, before we take your calls. Number one, Andy Fantuz. Great to see him back. Really made a game, well, I guess it didn't turn out to be a game-saving play, but Masoli almost threw a pick-six at the end of the game which the Ticats could have won it if they marched down the field and kicked the field goal. But he nearly threw a pick six, and Fantuz disrupted that pass. C.J. Gable, welcome back. Alex Green goes out last week and gets a buck 40 on the Lions, and Gable says, okay, kid, I see your 140, and I'll put up 157 and a couple of TDs to boot. 
Great to see C.J. Gable back. Great to see a balanced offense back. And uh, number three shout-out tonight, Larry Dean. Holy moly. This guy was everywhere tonight. One of his best games, period, in the CFL. Eight defensive tackles tonight. He was a disruptor and always around the ball. Big ups to Larry Dean. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. You're just leaving Tim Hortons Fields tonight. Give us a call. Throw me an email, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml. At Rick Samprin, use the hashtag fifth quarter. We're going to go live until 11 tonight. We're going to take your votes for player of the game. And before all is said and done, we will crown our latest fifth quarter fan of the night. All right, let's start from the top of the phone deck. And be patient. We're going to get everyone on tonight. Mark is first off the hop. Mark? Hey, Rick. How's it going, buddy? I'm, uh, yeah, you know... I'm a little yeah. perplexed. No, I, I'm perplexed too. Uh, I don't like to complain about refs. I don't either. Pass interference call when Courtney Steven made that pick. Brutal. Was the the most horrific call I've ever seen in CFL history. Yeah, that, that was bad. And, and you know that cost us the game. And you know there was a couple other ones I, I can't even remember because I was like crying in my. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the, the out-of-bounds one late in the game where well, that De- one too. Declan Cross uh, can't find the handle? I, I thought Simone Lawrence was the last to touch it, to be honest. He did. And you know what? It just seems like that the, the refs maybe got some extra cash in their pockets because Toronto is hurting in this league, and they need to win the East this year. I, I'd hate for that to be the case, and I don't think it is. That's but but you're not the, fr- the you're not the Come first on. person to suggest that. And you know what? This the Ticats they should have won this game. And I don't know, man. They, I'm I'm so pissed off right now. I just don't even know what to say. Who's your right. Who's your player of the game? Let's talk about Larry, something positive. Larry Dean. Larry Dean. He was He was great tonight. He was awesome tonight, and we should have won this game. And Tom Valesi from Hamilton. He needs come on, Tommy. He needs to get some fed some poison food because he screwed us. Wow. Big time. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks, Rick. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily go the poison food route, but maybe send them, uh, I don't know, a dozen black roses. Something creative. Uh, Penalties, by the way, tonight. Uh, The Argo 7 for 107. The Ticats, 15 for 135. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Frank is next on our phone bank. Hey, Frank, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? Ah, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. (laughs) I know is that was the most crap call I've ever seen in my life. And I talked to my friend's uh, mother, and she, she phoned me. And said, in 88 years, I've never seen a call like that. Wow. This is like, the uh, pass interference on Devon Washington? Yes. That, that was so ridiculous. It was like, and when we went, we went up, I said, don't worry, honey. We're going to win. We're going to win. Don't mm-hmm. worry. We go up 35-21. Everything's good. And then they just, what's going on? Call again. Call again. I mean, uh, like you said in the last caller, like I you know, don't mean to complain about refs, but come on, it was pretty obvious to see that 
well, who's going to be the winner or give him a chance, you know? Yeah, you know what? The uh, it, it was 21-14 at the time, early third quarter, uh, DeMon gets flagged. And the interesting part about it is... Is you know it's an interception on the field. I mean that that's the call on the field. Courtney Stephen intercepts Ricky Ray. They right. go to review, and I don't know. I'm not sure what they saw. Exactly. It's it, it's like what are they seeing and what are we seeing? Because guys like, guys are you know guys are tugging, kind of pulling, pushing yeah. as they go down the field. But I mean this was nothing egregious. Well, I play ball and like it. It's like uh, there's holding on every play. But do you call it or you don't call it? Right. Well, I think this was more fighting for position than anything. Yeah. Well, it's it's just, oh, man. I thought we had the game 35-21. We got it. We got it. And, you know, like, oh, no. You know, it just made me so angry. And, I mean, we're still chasing Ottawa. We got two games in hand, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We're still not, not out of it completely. Nope. But you know, it it gets you know it gets a little angry. You know, I don't know. Ain't, ain't, I don't know. What are you gonna say? Well, I think we're, I think we're all angry. That's for sure. I think um, we're angry at the result. I think we're angry at the officials for not pulling their weight. Yes. Who's your player of the game tonight? I have to give it to Larry Dean. All right. Yeah, he had a solid game. He did, and it was. It's a shame that it went to waste. I agree. Frank, thanks for the call. All right. Take care. Uh, There's a spot for you on our phone bank, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Bill on Twitter tweets, disappointing loss. Ticats lost this game more than Argos won it. A huge dent in playoff hopes. Time to start Zach. Interesting that Bill would suggest that. Jeremiah Masoli tonight, 18 of 32. That's a completion percentage of 56.3. You're going to get that game in and game out. 288 yards, two TDs. He also ran the ball five times for 32 yards. My player of the game selection tonight is C.J. Gable. 18 carries. That's a season high. 157 rushing yards. Easily a season high. And two touchdowns. I thought he set the tone not only early with some big runs, but scoring those two TDs, especially the one early in the fourth that made it 35-21. This team had all the momentum. And then, I think they relaxed. I think they took their foot off the pedal, and they let Toronto back in the football game. Now, yes, the officiating helped a little bit, but I think the Ticats, on offense especially, relaxed after that touchdown. Uh, Paul J on Twitter tweets, um, Randy Ambrosi, we wanted less fishing challenges not challenge per team. League is an embarrassment. A lot of penalties. Way too many penalties. 21 total penalties? That's way too much. 15 of them against the Ticats. Next on our phone bank is Jeff, who has called in to the fifth quarter. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, Rick. Uh, <clears throat> I think the, the challenge rule needs to be changed where the, you win your first challenge, you get another one. Because... Both those bad calls, challenge flag thrown, they would have been overturned. Mm -hmm. Different game, different outcome. That's it. Well, I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would have returned the Demond Washington one because that was challenged by Toronto. Okay. Right. Right. So if you, if you, the fumble was clearly knocked out by Simone. Yeah, I mean, you could have challenged that one easily. Yeah, and that 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 would have changed the outcome of the game, I think. 
But anyway, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> We're just going to swallow it. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that I got the game flow thing, but <clears throat> I mean, if you win the first challenge, give them another one, right? So as long as you keep winning your challenges, you can have unlimited, or would you cap well, it at two no, or no, three? Cap it at, I mean, I'd say cap it at three, right? Okay. But still, I mean, one's not enough. One's not enough because there are bad calls and there are, there are things that need to be yeah. pointed out, right? The, the thing with one, the thing that I like about the one challenge is you better, as a coach, you better know the situation, the score, and the thought has to be, is this a game-changing play that if we do win it, it's yeah. it's you know it's going to change the game. It's going to change it on a dime. See, I get that, but how do you not challenge the that the first challenge flag that June Jones? Threw? No, I know, I know, and that's the thing. And and his thought process is, yeah, I can win this one, but is there going to be another play later on in the game that I'm going to need this for? And I think that that always yeah, has to be the thought. It's a gamble, right? I mean, Definitely. Uh, I don't know. All right, I'm going to give my player a game to Larry Dean. Larry Dean, He's yes. He's on fire. He's yep. on fire. He deserves it this, this week. He was phenomenal. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Thanks, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Jimmy tweets, a good fight, but we didn't play defense at the end. Just can't do that versus Toronto. I would somewhat agree with that, especially in the third and 17. I mean, that's almost unforgivable. But I don't think we played offense at the end of the game. This team just stopped playing offensively in the fourth quarter. I was expecting a ton more CJ. It wasn't happening. Kyle tweets, should have got off the field on third and 17. Too many times we let teams convert situations like this. Gable, player of the game, and Graham on Twitter, well, not 0-8 for nothing, Lots dancing before it was over. I don't know, maybe there was some dancing before the game was over. Oh, there was some dancing. Yeah, certainly when the, the defense was making some stops. I, I think I might get vilified for making this comment, but I, I'll give a little bit of credit to Toronto. At 35-21, they could have said, man, we're never going to win in this place. But they clawed back for a 43-35 overtime victory for their first win at Tim Hortons Field. I hate even saying that. Anthony's called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How about yourself? Yeah, I don't know. You know what, Rick? I've, I've called you almost all season long. Yes, and I appreciate that. Okay. I am sorry. I'm sick and tired of everybody sugarcoating this thing with Mazzoli. Okay? He's not a starting quarterback. I hate to disappoint people. Yeah, he threw for 288 yards, and he ran for whatever he did. But you know what? When it comes down to it, he's not a starting quarterback. When are people going to get it through their thick head? Well, if you've been listening to the show, and I know you have, I've never been on the Jeremiah Masoli starting quarterback train. Well, as of, as of October 11th, we are going to lose Caleros. I can almost guarantee that. Okay? This June Jones doesn't even give the kid a sniff. Okay? And, and he won't next week. No. I, I, and if I, why would you put him in there? With 33 seconds left in the fourth quarter, you take a time count violation? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you miss wide open Tosker. You overthrow him. 
And then in, in the overtime, he had 35 yards where he could have ran it for first down. Like, do people watch these these games? Yeah, he's not he's not good enough to me. Just not good enough. No, and you know what? My player of the game are the people that are going through this game all the time. And don't get me started about the officiating because that head, head referee that was there tonight, tell him to go, uh, tell him to go back to high school and teach high school because you know what? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Got a little rough there with the officials, that's for sure. You know, like you get a rough in the kicker on us, then. You don't call rough and the kicker on us. And then you don't call the offside where you could clearly see the guy was a yard and a half offside and the Toronto scored the tying touchdown. Does anybody see that? Well, the officials like, didn't. Well, you know, like, like, <laughs> and I, I hate know. to laugh, but I mean, it, it is laughable. And then the fumble that so Norman Lawrence touched it, you know, like how do you give the ball to Toronto? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the CFL. Sorry, I'm going to say this, Rick. Kissing Toronto's ass. I'm tired of it. That's the perception, isn't it? Yeah, I'm tired of it. People, people, they're losing fans in Hamilton. They are. I'm not going to renew my season tickets again. They're losing. They're they're losing us, and I feel sorry for the for the owner of the of the team. Okay, because sure. he keeps taking it. Well, one one would say that, you know. You should renew because you want to support your hometown team, no matter what's how, happening how down can the highway. I keep renewing it when we keep getting screwed every year like this. Yeah. Well, just don't go to the Argos games. Uh, not, it's not just the Argos <laughs> games, Rick. It's not you know that. Come I know, on. I know. I know. Come on. Hey. You know what? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just um, flabbergasted. I you know it. what? We shouldn't have lost that game tonight. I agree. Anthony, appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Take it easy, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Here's a tweet just uh, minutes ago from, is this minutes ago? It says 11.42 p.m. Oh, this was yesterday. Sorry. Okay, I'm not even going to read it. Well, okay, I'll read it now. Now that I've interested you in what head coach June Jones had to tweet yesterday. Unwillingness to sacrifice for the greater good of the team only makes individual goals more difficult to achieve. It's a quote from Michael Jordan. There, I, I started it, I had to end it. Didn't want to leave you hanging there. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you're tweeting us tonight at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Don't forget, you can download the fifth quarter podcast at 900CHML.com. It's also on Google Play and iTunes. Having an issue with my email tonight. I'm going to fire it up a different way. It's going to find a different way to play here. Here we go. We'll get to some emails as the show progresses. But back to the phones we go, and Alex is on the line. Hey, Alex, how are you? Not bad yourself, Rick. Uh, you know. Okay. So Never feels good after a loss, does it? Oh, you know, I'm, I, I don't even know what my emotions are right now, and I have to agree with Anthony, the previous caller. It's like Toronto is getting everything handed to them. Literally, Ricky Rages or even Mark Trustman has to walk up to the headquarters of the CFL and say, hmm, we play Hamilton next week, okay? Can we have a victory, please? Oh, yeah, sure. Here, here's your victory. They let Hamilton get this big lead, and then it's, it's okay, so how can we help Toronto win? Oh, yeah, a pass interference where DeMond Washington pokes. Literally, it's, it's like he just poked them. Oh, pass interference. Pass interference. And why did it take so long to rule the pass interference? Right? And that last play 
that Rizzoli should have ran for those 35 yards. I do agree he should have ran. But I saw a little touch on uh, Saunders, and it wasn't called. Now, I don't know if that's just my eyes. I don't know if you saw a pass interference. Was there a pass interference on Saunders there? Uh, I don't recall. I can't I can't tell you 100%. Okay, well, the officiating needs to be changed. Like, Randy Ambrosi, we all asked him for the, you know, was it for the refs not to challenge or was it for the refs to challenge? Say that again? I'm confused about what you just said. Well, we asked Randy Ambrosi if he could, like... Re- reduce the, the number of challenges, right. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the officiating is making their own rules as the game goes. It's like um, Hamilton does one thing, where and some of our calls were against us, the offside. But then I saw SJ Green a yard and a half past the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped and no offside. And that fumble from Simone Lawrence, he knocked it out of, the, he knocked it out of bounds. But the referees, they, they say, no, Toronto ball. It's like they need to look closer at the play, and I apologize if I'm confusing you. It's just that there's so much going on, and it's like you don't even know what's going on. No, I know what you're saying, and, and yeah. you know what? Being an official in the Canadian Football League, I mean, you have to have a little bit of talent. Well, you have to have oh. a lot of talent. I mean, I, I could not go there tomorrow and, and be an official. And isn't Jake Ireland the head of the officiating? He was apparently in the replay booth tonight, yes. Oh, we, we love good old Jake, don't we? Oh, Jake the Snake. <laughs> but the worst thing that made me a little upset and has been making me upset for a long time is our special teams. Whether it's Banks, Returner, or Altman, or Saunders, whatever, it's like we, we don't block. We don't block at all. And then you see us face Toronto, and they get 10, 15 yards of blocking, and that's why they had that punt return today. Yeah, you know what the the punt return used to, and the kickoff return used to be a tremendous weapon for the Tie Cats. Whether it was Thigpen or Chris Williams or Brandon yeah. Banks, uh, this season it has been non-existent. You know, I just wish that we would have won tonight because then I would have been able to have a more exciting, fun conversation with you, Rick. And you know, so much is going through everyone's minds right now. I know I'm not the only one that's getting frustrated right yeah. now. It, you know. Listen, you can't. Hopefully, next week is going to be better. I hope so. You can't win them all. It, uh, next week's going to be tough, but you can't. And last thing, sorry to cut you off right yeah. there. Mazzoli is still a good starting quarterback from my, in my eyes. He just had some. He he has bad games, and it's not like Caleros had his bad days or his good days. Caleros is still a good quarterback. It's just June Jones saw a big change was needed, and that was in the quarterback situation, and. It's it's certain that Mazzoli is doing exactly what Caleros was doing, using Tasker only. And he had Fantuz back tonight, and Fantuz was only used, what, twice or three times? Fantuz had uh, three catches for 23 yards. Three catches, there you go. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he was open most of the night. And I'm pretty sure it's starting to be that each receiver has a certain role. Banks goes deep, Tasker makes those button hooks and those curls, Saunders goes straight to the sideline, and Fantuz is the distraction. Well, yeah, he's got to be more than a distraction, that's for sure. Who's your player of the game tonight? Player of the game would have to be C.J. Gable and the fans that stuck or, that stayed around for the final. Sounds good. Alex, thanks for the call. No problem. Thank you, Rick, so much. 
When we come back, more of your calls, your emails, your tweets. Stay on the line, Manny, Dave, Debbie. We're going to get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900chml.com. Email from Phil, who says, Hello, Rick. If the Tiger Cats can't hold a two-touchdown lead heading into the fourth quarter, playing at home in a must-win game, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Rapidly losing faith in the Cats who are entering their ninth life. Phil in the hammer. Angelo says, close but no cigar, Rick. Let's face it, we were supposed to lose. The Argos are a much better team than the Tiger Cats, man for man, and in the end, it showed. They made more plays than us. I thought the atmosphere at Tim Hortons Field was electric. I thought the refs played a vital outcome in the game, and that's sad to see. Angelo continues to write, I thought Ricky Ray was phenomenal in the latter stage, composed, a true winner in this league. I thought defensively, the guys retired, nothing left in the tank. Offensively, Masoli was off his game. He had a lot of time, but started getting happy feet and scrambled, but couldn't make very many plays. Penalties and lack of focus cost us the game tonight. This one's hard to forget. We had it, and it slipped away. Player of the game, Ricky Ray, according to Angelo. This email is from Jack in Stony Creek. When are the Cats going to learn that most times when Gable tries to run up the middle, he gets stopped cold constantly? When he goes to the side, left to right, he at least makes better yardage, if not a first down almost every time. My player of the game, Ricky Ray. At least he did his job as a good quarterback. Ricky Ray creeping up the player of the game standings. And if you're wondering, his statistics tonight, 25 of 38, that's a 65.8% completion rate, threw for 330 yards and one interception. Uh, Deb on email, before we go back to the phones, Deb writes, Rick, the change to one challenge per team wasn't to prevent prolonging the game. It was to prevent all the officiating errors from being exposed. Absolutely the worst officiating I've ever seen, hands down. And the worst part is the command center is as bad or worse than the officiating on the field. And does the command center not have the ability to overturn a blatant missed call? as in the fumble knocked out of the bounds by uh, the Cats. Also, Masoli did not play well. He demonstrated that he could not overcome adversity when it counted. He is not a starting quarterback. The defense was the only reason the Ticats were still in the game. Zach deserves another start. Deb, a seriously disgusted season ticket holder. All right, one more email. This one from Lisa. Hi, Rick. Yes. I just activated Siri. Hold on, Siri. I'm doing the fifth quarter here. Calm yourself down. Siri's in the penalty box. Uh, Lisa emails, uh, Hi, Rick. Yes, the pass interference call with A.J. Green was a joke, but Ricky Ray still came through as he always does. He knows how to win. We lost, and it hurts really tonight as it really felt like we had the positive karma over the past number of weeks. Let's just keep the faith as we are not out of it just yet. Cheers to my Canadian brethren, Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. All right, now that we got Siri out of the way, let's go back to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Debbie, Jerry, Dave coming up. Manny is first off the hop. Hey, Manny. Hey, Rick, buddy. How are you? You know, I'm hanging in there. That's good, buddy. Nice to talk to you as usual. Yes, likewise. Thank you. Uh, listen, this one hurt the most out of all the ones this year because of the fact we've been um, 
coming along very strong of late. But aside from what everybody's saying about the officiating and all that, let's put all that aside for a second. The, the bottom line was we were up 35 to 21 or something like that. 35-21, uh, two minutes and seven seconds into the fourth quarter. Exactly. And you could not let a team in your home turf fighting for your playoff lives come back. The defense let up or got tired. The offense wasn't the same. And for me, I know they used to, I know they used to have a TSN turning point was how do you let Toronto get a two point convert? You got that little break in between that set up your play. And when it, you have the ball and still maybe it's time to set up uh, to steal for a late field goal for a win, you get a time count violation. Unacceptable. And you lose a play. Unacceptable. It's freaking unacceptable. It's happened so often this year. I could count at least three times I remember, not maybe as, as uh, urgent or what today was important, but in key times in the game. It's unacceptable. And so forget about these fans talking about the officiating, this and that. The point is, we had the best team in the East with leading by two touchdowns. And we lost the game more than Toronto beat us. And I, I would agree with that. Reality. That is unacceptable. And as far as this whole QB, uh, uh, Mazzoli done a great job for us. He's had a great run. And he needed to come in because Zach was struggling. But now Zach has to return for a lot of reasons one of which we have to decide what we're going to do with the man. He makes too much money to be sitting on the sidelines, and we can't just give him away or lose him for nothing. He is going to be a star in this league. He already is a star. He will be a star in this league if it's not with us, with somebody else. So we need to put him back in. And, of course, until it's over, I guess we just keep trying and you never know, right? That's right, and you know I, I'll say this: I I have been a big fan of Zach Caleros. I think he is one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. I I, I don't, um, you know, I don't hold anything against June Jones for wanting to make the change because hey, they were 0 and 8 at the bye week. Yep. Uh, you know, coaching change was made. Let's mix it up. Let's try this. And fine, they win on Labor Day. Then they win the following week, and he's thinking, all right, this is my guy. Now you lose in overtime. After winning on the road in BC, I don't think any change is going to be made. I think they're going to go into Winnipeg with Jeremiah Masoli under center, and whatever happens, happens. And maybe after that game, if he doesn't have a good game, there'll be a switch. But mark my words, and I know a lot of fans have said this too, but how many times on this show, on any other show on CHML when we're talking Ticats, do we talk about players that the Ticats once had and they are stars with other teams? Right. There are teams across the league that are littered with former Ticats players who are key players on their team. And if they right. let Zach go, it's going to happen again. Yep, yeah, you're right. And we lost, like I said, we lost the game as much as Toronto beat us. On that two-point convert that Toronto needed, we had three defenders. And Kinney and Emmanuel Davis are just a former shadow of themselves. I don't know what Emmanuel Davis is doing, but he gave the receiver, I believe, Posey, about a, a 
four yard cushion before he came up to him. It's not like he has to back up. As soon as he catches, he broke, he's broken a plate. He's in the end zone. Yeah. It's a touchdown. So we we beat ourselves. We beat ourselves. I, forget about the officiating and all the rest. I mean, it made a plate a factor in momentum, mm-hmm. but at the bottom line, we still had a two uh, two touchdown lead, and we beat ourselves. But uh, hey, it is it is it is a sport after all, and uh, you, that's why you play sixty minutes, my friend. That's right. Who's your player of the game? My player of the game would have to be Dean. Larry Dean. He was a monster yeah. tonight. Manny, appreciate the call, man. Okay, buddy. Have a Take good care. one. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Dave is on the line. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you, Rick? I'm okay. How about you? Doing all right. Um, I have to agree with Manny. <clears throat> the Cats beat themselves tonight for sure. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about officiating, but I have to agree with uh, inconsistency at the quarterback position for sure. Uh one throw in particular, uh, a few callers have blamed um, Jeremiah, and that was the the long pass to Luke Tasker. I think Tasker uh, <clears throat> did something different with the route with the with the route. Uh, there was lots of room over there, and uh, Tasker should have made that play, in my view. Uh, the time count violation didn't uh, didn't help us either. And uh, third and fifteen, when Ricky Ray's got the ball, uh, three defenders are on the close side of the field where I was sitting anyways watching uh, the Toronto receiver catch the ball. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't... That was third and 17, by the way, but yeah, still. Right, third and 17. So I, I have to agree with uh, Manny that we can complain all we want about officials, but if, you know, the officials are out there uh, looking at the game for both teams, um, you got to make plays when the plays are there to be made, and, and we were inconsistent. But I want to switch gears a bit uh, just with rules, and I know they review the rules every year. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out the uh, the uh, no yards, um, the no yards situation. I understand when the ball's in the air, give the guy the five yards, give him room to catch the ball. But when the ball hits the ground, it's almost impossible to figure out where it's going to go. Right. And uh, and when you throw the flag, no yards in, in that situation, to me, it's a complete waste of time. Uh, it's, it's completely not right. It takes the you know, it takes the uh, you know ruins the momentum of the game. But yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not sure where that goes, but in the I'd same light, I mean, you know, what's five yards? You know, the guy catches it at midfield, or right? he goes from you know the 50 to the 55, or the 55 to your 50. I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world. No, absolutely not. Um, but anyway, I would I would also tend to agree. It's, you know, Jeremiah's had uh, a few a few starts now. Yeah, he's shown some flashes of. Uh, you know, of being effective at times, but it's uh, probably time to put Zach back in. Uh, it was nice to see the full defense uh, out there with uh, 14 and 20, and, and uh, you know, Larry Dean was a monster out there. So I think the defense played well other than, other than the third and 17 play. I think if uh, if we had have uh, made that play, third and 17, the fifth quarter isn't talking about penalties. The fifth quarter is not talking about the officiating or all the other nonsense that uh, that we're, we're we're blaming everybody else about why we lost the game. We lost the game because we didn't make plays. Period. That's it. That's all. Yeah, you know what? If, if the Ticats win tonight, we're talking on the fifth quarter about uh, possibly winning the division. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. How about that? One eighty. Hundred percent. So next game, uh, Zach Claire should be behind center, and it'd be nice to see a full complement uh, on the defense. I think the defense played really well tonight, other than the one play where we let up. So, hey, Dave, who's your player of the game? Uh, Larry Dean. Excellent. Appreciate the call. Thanks.
Uh, back to the email we go. This one from uh, Stephen out in uh, Penticton, B.C. One hell of a football game. The only real complaint I have is who the hell is working the command center? Well, it was Jake Ireland tonight, Steve. Uh, that challenge from Toronto that was granted after the review was total BS, period. Who is the idiot that was working there in this game? Jake Ireland, perhaps. Now, he nailed it. Uh, and I have to say, I was rather stunned by some of the calls by the officials working this game as well. Anyways, our cats kind of took their foot off the gas with about eight minutes left in the fourth, and that cost them this game. Player of the game goes to C.J. Gable. Regards, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Email from Kyle, who says, Horrible effort in the fourth quarter and OT. Seemed like the refs were trying really hard to hand Toronto this win and take control of the game. But what else is new? With the uh, pass interference situation, they put both teams in and the fumble with about eight minutes left in the fourth. And my computer screen just cacked out. Oh, here it's back. (laughs) Uh, About eight minutes left in the fourth. Why couldn't the command center challenge that? Seemed like a close enough play to challenge to me. The combination of a terrible secondary and biased refs will always equal 40-plus points against. My player of the game is C.J. Gable. With him, Green, and Scheuermann, we may have the best running back group in the league. Happy with how much Gable was used. Have a good one, Rick, and Oski Wee. That one, again, from Kyle. Back to the phones we go, and Debbie has been waiting patiently, and Debbie's on the line. Hey, Debbie, how are you? I need therapy. You need therapy, oh no. I need antidepressants and Ativan. Well, let me help you out. Vent, go ahead. <laughs> I could not believe how Hamilton handed the game to, to Toronto, and I couldn't believe how the Argos got every call that they called going their way. Like, I can't believe the CFL referees are this dirty or this bad. Okay. Anything else? I was expecting a flurry. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm so yelled out, and (laughs) I won't be renewing my season's tickets either. Oh, no. Because I think that if Bob Young doesn't protect his franchise and step up and say, hey, look, guys, what's going on here? You know, like they've had enough scandal in Hamilton, and they don't need any more beatings, you know, to make sure they're in last place. We all know we're probably headed there. But I really think that Bob Young needs to step up as the team owner and say, ask the CFL what the hell's going on with the referee. That's a fair statement. Who's your player of the game tonight? Good question. It sure isn't Mazzoli because he's only playing as well as he can play. Let's say Dean. All right, Larry Dean. He was, yeah, he was incredible tonight. He's consistent. Debbie, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Oh, yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Have one on me, please. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. I think Debbie summed it up. She needs a drink. Uh, email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin, use the hashtag fifth quarter. Bruce tweets, sure, the refs called a few bad plays, but in the end... It was the Cats that lost it all on their own, and uh, let's move on. He also naming uh, C.J. Gable, his player of the game. Brian on Twitter says, just completely P.O.'d that game away. Disgusting. Brian, robbed by the officials, can't win when playing against two teams on the field. Jeff with a similar comment saying, huge win for CFL referees tonight. And he's got three angry face emojis. 
Bruce writes, oh man, sorry, thought the Ticats had that one. And I think we all thought they did. A couple of minutes into the fourth, they're up by two TDs. Things are looking great. They got momentum. The offense is going. The defense playing well. And they coughed up a hairball. Uh, Francesco tweets, so feel free to spice this up with any expletives you see fit. The Ticats are a disgrace. I feel sick. Mark on Twitter as well says, brutal, just brutal. Uh, one last tweet before we go back to the phone. So this was from Sandy. Offense did their part, but defense just couldn't stop the Argos. So disappointed. CFL, no lead is safe when there is time left. Let's go back to the phones here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Jerry has also been waiting patiently, and he is on the air now. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for taking the call. Where do I start? I don't know. Um, you pick hello. You pick a topic and, and go ahead. All right. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about the obvious and the fact that uh, the CFL officiating is uh, second rate at best. The command center is a joke. How many times last year did the command center have to apologize to the Tiger Cats <laughs> for calls that they got wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and then, again, tonight, we have a phantom no yards call. We have a phantom pass interference call. All right? All right? That's only one part of the story. The other part of the story is, is that our offense and our defense disappeared in the fourth quarter. We can't blame it all on the referees. Previous callers are right. Jeremiah Basoli is not a starting quarterback in the CFL. He has streaks, but he's not consistent. He's consistently inconsistent. And you know what, guys? Zach Kolaros is no better. Zach Kolaros, last time he played, last few games he played, he looked like he was suffering from PS, uh, post-traumatic shock disorder, right? So, you know what? We're not, we are not a, 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 a team that is going to compete for the Great Cup. Kudos to getting rid of Kent Austin down on the field. I think that was one of the biggest problems they had. Uh, we've made some progress since that has happened. Um, I'm just going to hang up and see what you have to say. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Jerry. Thank you very much. Uh, made a lot of good points there, except for one. Yes, I'll agree that Zach Caleros, uh has played horribly this season. You know, whenever you go 0-8, no matter what position you're at, you're not playing well. Not playing well as a team, you're not playing well as an individual, you have to step up and step up big. And we, we haven't seen that from Zach. But what we have seen before, and we've never seen this from Jeremiah Masoli, not this year, not in past years, is a consistent level of elite play. And yes, that might be 2015, but at least we saw it from Zach Caleros. We know it's in there. I think Caleros supporters, and I'm one of them, want to see him in this offense with this O-line that's playing better, with this offensive balance. They ran the ball over 20 times tonight. When did that ever happen with Caleros under center? Uh, let me check here. The history books real quick. Uh, never! 
I think he is consistently consistent, or at least can be again. And that's no guarantee that you start him next week against the Bombers in Winnipeg and Caleros throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, which he did almost regularly in 2015. We saw it. I don't want to beat this drum any longer because you know my views. I'm of the belief of if you are a coach, if you are a coaching staff, you put the best people in the best situations to make your team better. And maybe June Jones is a big-time believer of Jeremiah Masoli making this team better. That's fine. He's the coach. That's his job. If I was the coach of this team, I'd, I'd, I'd make a different move there. A tweet from uh, Joe, who writes, 52 minutes of good ball doesn't win in the CFL. Where's Gable? Officiating command is broken beyond repair. Hashtag fifth quarter not sold on JM, a.k.a. Jeremiah Masoli. Simon B. tweets, too much chances for Hamilton to uh, overtake the win. Didn't take the fourth quarter defensive chances. The league is too Canadian. You can't even touch someone. Hashtag CFL corrupt. That might just start trending. Austin tweets, bummer how the game everything looked. Uh, Everything looks so good after the first few series, but we couldn't put them away. Randy, I second the comments of callers Anthony and Alex. The league is always promoting Toronto at all costs. And Steve tweets, why not commit the penalties they call they even if you don't always? I'm not sure sure what that means. I think I get his drift, though. Uh, Chelsea also, who tweeted to uh, at AM900CHML, go back to one challenge per half rule. We relax too much after that touchdown. Refs need to be educated again. Player of the game, C.J. Gable. I think some good comments there. One challenge per half. I think I think that's a good idea, too. If you're going to expand the challenge flag rules, I don't think I would mind that. Matthew, my player of the game, C.J. Gable, he played one heck of a game. Joe, no way O did their part. First and goal, settle for field goal. Nothing all fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, this is the same Joe who says, A few a blown command review P.I. missed offside on third and 17. Missed no yards, but hold call on Cats. Missed fumble out of bounds. That's just a summary of some of the penalties. Uh, that were called against the Cats. By the way, if you missed the statistic earlier on in the fifth quarter, penalty-wise, the Argos committed seven penalties for 107 yards. Tiger Cats were called 15 times for 135 yards. 43-35, Argos beat the Tiger Cats in overtime. Dan from Stony Creek is on the fifth quarter. Hey, Dan. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Uh, I didn't lose a tomato tonight, but I lost a squash. Oh, come on! Hey, man. What's the matter with our Ticat fans? They're all complaining about this, that that uh, Simone Lawrence ball he tipped. It hit the Argonaut before it went out. So it's Toronto, bar. Uh, it's Toronto ball. Yeah, I, th- I thought he, to be honest, I thought Simone was the last to touch it. No, uh, he touched it, and then it went off the guy's leg from Toronto. So give that up. Okay. Uh, I'm not harping on it. I'm just no, telling you what no, I thought. No, I, I agree with you 100%. What burns my butt mm-hmm. is Kent Austin still being around. 
and not letting Zach Caleros back in the game. Well, that's a that's a June Jones thing now. No, it's not. Oh, come no, on. No, no, Rick, sorry. He has something on Caleros, period, and a discussion. Mazzoli is not a quarterback. <laughs> we have won our last games by one, two, three, or four points. Mazzoli has done just just enough yep. to get us a win. He's not a leader that's going to take us like Caleros was, like to win 45-20, mm-hmm. something like that. You're preaching to the choir. Pardon me? You're preaching to the choir. Oh, well, I hear you. That's what I say. I'm on your side. Yeah. And these officials that were here tonight, well, we all know they're under scrutiny. And I definitely know they won't be at the Great Cup game. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. But Hamilton Ticats fans, wake up. Our defense was left on the field way too long in the fourth quarter. Mazzoli has no concept of time. Taking a time count violation? Mm-hmm. Come on. And that's our starting quarterback. So, June Jones, wake up. Kent Austin, get the hell out of town. I'd like to know what he's got on, on Calaris. It's a shame. 525 grand down the drain. And if we don't trade him before the 11th, you'll be an Argonaut next year for nothing. My player of the game, C.J. Gable, definitely. Uh, close second has to be Larry Dean. He, he's incredible. He's mm-hmm. all over the field. He, he's a monster. He was a monster tonight. Dan, yeah. appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. When we come back, we got uh, Brendan, we got Neil, we have Kevin, we have Linda. Stay tuned, stay on the line. We're going to get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hamilton's news talk leader, Toronto 43, Hamilton 35 in overtime. Ticats fall to 3 and 10. Argos now lead the CFL's East Division with a record of 7 and 7. Sandwiched in between in second is Ottawa at 5-9 and 1, and uh, Montreal is at the back of the pack at 3 and 11. At West, Calgary 12-1 and 1, Winnipeg's 9 and 3, Edmonton 7 and 5, Sask 7 and 6, BC 6 and 7. By the way, in Edmonton tonight, it is 7 to nothing for the Blue Bombers. Uh, over the Eskimos. Uh, back to Twitter and then your calls as we're getting a number of tweets coming in. This one from Philly Filski. Bend and break these strikes again. Wasted effort by Gable who played like a beast. Ring around the posy at a career game MVP CJ. Jeff tweets, player of the game. Gable, oh, was awful in the fourth. Give Zach another shot. D stopped pressuring Ray in the second half and that was a big difference. Also on Twitter, Mark tweets, people can say the refs had no outcome. That's a farce. Had that bogus PI call went our way. Cats win. End of story. Couple of emails from Argos fans. Uh, well, actually, it's two emails from the same person. Amy is her name, I'm guessing. Uh, first email says, uh, way to go, Argos. Second says, uh, Hamilton fans beeping around the refs. Typical. Did you watch the game on Labor Day? That was brutal ref playing. Hamilton fans canceling season tickets for next season. What a joke. Go Argos from an Argo fan. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Brendan's on the line, as is uh, a few other folks. Brendan, you're first. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Rick? I'm okay. How about you? Uh, you know. Um, I do know, because I'm feeling the same way. Yeah. Got to start with the positives tonight, though. Okay, go ahead. We finally have a balanced offense. Hallelujah! It took how many weeks, <laughs> but we finally have some running game. 
Um, second, the defense was stand up for fifty-two minutes, yeah. and they they looked gassed at the end. The offense couldn't sustain anything in the fourth quarter, and it was so disappointing. Um, I'm not going to touch on the officiating because, well, that's been beat to death already. Yeah. But Mazzoli, he is probably the best backup quarterback in this league. He is not a starter. Uh, the decision-making, the processing of what he sees in front of him, the time count violations, the running around, like he, he should be a running back based on the way he runs around in the pocket half of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to make better decisions if he's going to be a starter. And at the end of the day, we got to go back to that. Because, as you've already said, having a 525K quarterback on the bench and you haven't seen him in a new offense, it doesn't make any sense. You saw him with Tommy Condell. He was amazing. You've seen him with Kent Austin. He was terrible. But I don't think anyone would be good in Kent Austin's system because it's terrible. Um, you got to try him in the new offense. You have to. And uh, I agree. That's pretty much where i got to leave it tonight. I agree. Who's your player of the game? C.J. Gable in and out. Uh, you know, I didn't think didn't like the decision to bench Alex Green tonight at first, mm-hmm. but CJ went out and proved he still deserved that job. I totally agree, and uh, I appreciate the call. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Rick. I uh, I looked at the depth chart yesterday, and I thought, come on, you just had a guy run for a buck forty, and you're going to bench him? CJ proved me wrong. I didn't think he still had this kind of game in him, but they gave him the ball, and uh, he showed up tonight. In fact, his forty-six yard run that set up his three-yard touchdown run late in the third. That was the longest run of 2017 for the Cats tonight. Ross Scheuermann ran for uh, a 40-yard gain versus Edmonton uh, back in week five. Back to the phones. Linda is on the fifth quarter. Hello, Linda. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How about you? Oh, well, a little sad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I I must uh, say that I disagree with a couple of the previous callers saying that you can't... uh, you know, uh, factor in the the officiating, the poor officiating, it was the Cats that lost. But, you know, everything contributes to a loss. And if the officiating was better and uh, more of the calls were uh, called properly and accurately, the, the, the outcome would have been a lot different. Uh, or could have been, it, it, maybe we'll never know, but obviously we'll never know, but it could have been different. And that's the thing. You, the previous callers say, oh, you can't count in the officiating. But I think you have to count it in because it, it did impact the game. So I disagree with a couple of the other callers. Sure, we missed, we missed some opportunities, but still, we, we were treated poorly tonight by the officials. I can't argue with any of that. Good. Linda, who's your player of the game? I don't know if I have one, but I'll say it's all the fans that sit around us in Section 104. We're happy fans and uh, sad tonight, but we all get along really well. It makes the uh, experience going to the games uh, very enjoyable. I look forward to sitting beside our friends in the stands that we've made, and and it's great. So I would say the fans that stuck around to the end. Awesome. Shout out to Section 104. Thanks for the call, Linda. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Kevin in the Hammer is on next. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Good, Rick, uh, but not really. I know. So anyways, I'm just going to throw these out, and it's already been beaten to death, but uh, not to take time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with so much of the other comments earlier. Uh, the refs in the CFL, where do we start? <laughs> well, I, we think, start? I think we've said it all. 
Okay, so that's 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 what I'm saying. Like uh, they, 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 somebody's got to check their heads, or, or Ambrosi has to get towards looking at at least tonight's game. Well, you know what's going to happen. The the, the Tie Cats, as every team will do after a game like this, will say, "Hey, CFL, uh, you want to yeah. look at these specific plays and tell us what happened here." And and these refs get evaluated, and they'll get you know assignments like the Grey Cup or playoff games taken away from them. So they will be penalized at the end of the day. Well, it's that's just a small part of the portion. Uh, like it on the outside of Canada, we look like a bush league when we see these calls. Uh, I, I factor that into my evaluation. Okay. I've been a CFL fan for 47 years. But at the, the end of the day, I don't know if this is even a possibility. Uh, if the Cats can come up or if it's even a, a, a way to go uh, into the commissioner's office, if you can pro, protest a game on officiating, hmm. I would love to see that if anybody's listening to throw comments to the league's head office to protest the officiating and uh, a loss of our our uh, chance to win the game. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and they do that in baseball. And you know what? It, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a symbolical. Hey, guys, wake up here! But you it never it. it never changes the result, really. Yeah, but what else? What else we got for? Uh, you can just. I mean, it's not because I'm a Ty Cat fan, true and true. It's just a matter of the audacity that these refs have. To miss calls. I mean, Brandon Banks clearly had the one catch. Uh, th- th- there's calls upon calls for tonight's game, regardless, anyways. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to mention this, too. Uh, nothing against Missoli, honestly. But, you know, uh, with June Jones in, in, in the driver's seat right now, as coach, you know, um, I, I would just uh, let, let Zach take the reins again and. Uh, shoot for the stars for the rest of the year see what he's got why not yeah what do you got to lose who's your player of the game tonight oh it's got to be cj gable come on yeah he was phenomenal and i'm telling you this too at the same time uh, whoever's calling the offense and the plays going in uh cj gable's never ever been used for the last two maybe three years now in the proper way the guy's a monster Tonight was a perfect example of how he can be utilized. I appreciate See how he answered the call? Yeah, he did in a big See time. how he answered the call? <laughs> he answered, and then, and, then, too, so. and then he slammed the handset down. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> thanks. i got to run. Uh, take, uh, take care of the rest of the weekend. Uh, let's go to Neil. Hey, Neil, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, I just, uh, okay, the Mazzoli thing, the Caleros thing. Caleros, I think, has been hit too many times just like McManus was, and he's just, he ain't capable anymore. Here's too many footsteps. And having said that, the officiating, it does suck. And I agree with one caller. If you if you win a challenge, you should keep your challenge. And have a maximum yeah. of two or three. Well, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, so you can at least have it throughout the game. And it protects the officiating, too. You know, because they are going to miss calls. And so they can, they can overturn it. And, however... Uh, at the end of the game, when we had third down, or Toronto had third down, and they passed to get that first down, I'd like to know who those three tie cats were that were just standing there with their thumb up their ass. It is almost like they won the game already, and they gave up. And they gave them that first down, and then they went in and got touchdown. Yeah, that that one hurts. Amy, all i got to run here. Who's your player of the game? Oh, CJ, all the way. Awesome. And one, 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 one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I am very glad that they did not give up that point in the end zone. Like, oh, at the end of the game, yeah. Oh, jeez. Any <laughs> team that thinks they're good enough to give away points. Oh. 
you know. Okay. Thanks, Thank Neil. Uh, our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Anthony at a fantastic call. Our player of the game voted by you, the fans, on Twitter, email, and on the phone, CJ Gable. We are back after the Ticats next game. It's Friday, October the 6th in Winnipeg as the Cats take on the Blue Bombers. Uh, we'll be on the air in and around 1130. Big thanks to producers Will and Greg. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every time. Cats game on AM 900 CHML.